Welcome to Vibing Consciously, the podcast dedicated to deep discussions about spiritual healing and enlightenment. Hi everyone, I'm Kat. And I'm Sarah. We're the hosts of the Vibing Consciously podcast, where we explore the power of conscious living together. In this podcast, we dive deep into the realms of self-love, self-awareness, and self-transformation. We don't just talk about it, we actively live and breathe it. Always holding each other accountable as we navigate this journey together. That's right. We're two best friends on our own journey to healing, supporting each other despite our own beliefs and personal experiences. Through honest conversations, introspection, and connecting with our listeners, we uncover valuable insights, tools, and practices that support our constant evolution. By going inward, we unravel the mysteries of our own selves, and we're here to pass everything along that we've learned on our journey. You'll get to witness firsthand what the road to enlightenment looks like from the inside. Join us now as we dive into more healing, happiness, and wholeness. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just starting on your path, Vibing Consciously is a podcast for you. Get ready to immerse yourself in discussions that will uplift your spirit, expand your consciousness, and inspire you to embrace your own self-love journey. Let's Vibe Consciously. Welcome back to another season of Vibing Consciously. On our first episode, we are thrilled to be joined by our first guest, Shannon Arroyave. Shannon is a personal trainer and a longtime follower of Dr. Joe Dispenza's transformative work. In this episode, we will dive deep into our recent experience at the Dr. Joe Dispenza week-long advanced retreat in Denver. We'll share our incredible journey and the profound impact it had on our lives. At the retreat, we not only immersed ourselves in Dr. Joe's teaching, but also connected with a vibrant community of like-minded individuals. We share our personal encounters with Kundalini Energy, a powerful force that can activate profound shifts within us. We'll explore the transformative energy and spiritual awakening that can occur during this practice. Together, we'll discuss the powerful changes we've witnessed in our lives since returning from the retreat. From enhanced manifestation abilities to greater self-awareness and healing, the retreat has opened up new doors of possibilities for us. Join us as we delve into the unique and life-changing experience of the Dr. Joe Dispenza Retreat. Whether you're familiar with Dr. Joe's work or curious about the power of self-transformation, this episode will inspire and empower you. Get ready to embark on a journey of spiritual growth and personal development. This is the Vibing Consciously podcast, where we explore the realms of personal transformation, consciousness, and self-discovery. Let's get started. Welcome back to Vibing Consciously for season two. Woohoo! Season two, we're super excited because season one, we spent a lot of time talking to you about things that you can do to help you through your spiritual journey. We gave you processes and rituals. We discussed dreams, getting over negative thought patterns. We covered all the bases. But this time, I think we're going to focus more on what that looks like in our own personal journey. So we ended season two with me discussing a little bit about the Dr. Joe Dispenza advanced retreat that I went to. I went into a little bit of detail, but today we're super excited because we're spending the entire episode going over what I experienced. And we're also welcoming in a very special guest, a friend that I made at the retreat. Her name is Shannon Arroyave. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. Shannon has been doing Dr. Joe's work for about four years, and she is incredibly knowledgeable about what Dr. Joe does, where I've only been doing this for a few months, so I thought it would be perfect to welcome her in, and we can kind of talk about our experience together. So we're super excited. Yes, thank you. So happy to be here. Very briefly, I'll just talk about a little how Shannon and I met, and then we'll start talking about the retreat. At the retreat, we had these group breakfast and lunches, and we kind of just sat amongst each other and discussed what we were experiencing. And we just so happened, my pair partner and I just so happened to sit down at a table where Shannon was talking about ET experiences that sounded very familiar to things that I've been going over in my journey. So I had to get her number, slip into her DMs. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I don't even remember exactly what I was saying when you started 
when you started saying like, oh my God, that, you know, I remember you saying, oh my God, I need to get your number. That's when I really remember you, you know, uh, like kicking off with you. Cause I was talking to the table in general. So I'm like, what did I even say that made you chime in so much? Uh, the hybridization program. Really? Man, I must've been going in. I, see, that's how you know I was comfortable. I was just talking about the craziest stuff. Well, see, but it was, I think it was planted that way because that's what really intrigued me about you. And I am not the type of person to say, hey, let me get your number. Yeah, exactly. You know, there was something there that we were supposed to cross paths. Indeed. Yeah. But we, uh, we met on the second day. So the first couple of days, I think, were just kind of like a whirlwind of registration and kind of feeling the room and the atmosphere. Because when we first got there, you could tell that people were excited. You could tell that there was a handful of people who had been to these retreats before, but there was a lot of newbies at this one in Denver. And you could kind of feel the energy of the room where... They were kind of hesitant, not going up to dance at first. Was that kind of what you felt, Shannon? Absolutely. I think they said that it was 80% new people at this retreat. So lots of new people. um, And then a handful of veterans who have been before. And then a handful of people that do like the, um, the regular coherence healings. So the majority of us have not been to a retreat before. So... I've been doing his work for like four and a half years, but I had not had the chance to actually get to a retreat. And I had a lot of personal fears regarding what it was going to be like for me, because when I meditate, it's very hard to, you know, have any control over what happens with my body. And um, I had a lot of fears come up right before the event where I was like, how am I supposed to do this in such a crowded room? Because I've watched enough to know what it's like when people go there. So I, I really did have a lot of fear about being able to fully drop into the quantum when you do these meditations. And you could see that a lot of other people were in that same mind space. You know, how is this going to work? Because, you know, we would all gather outside the front doors, waiting impatiently and holding all our stuff and squeezing in on each other. And um, it was definitely driven more so by the fear um, and anxiety aspect rather than the excitement and the love. But then by the end of the retreat, (laughs) we were all in such good flow. It just worked. And I remember it was probably the second or third day where one of Joe's um, assistants had to say over the microphone, like, listen, guys, you don't have to get all crazy. Like, let's be the example. When you go in, don't worry. The perfect seat's going to be there. What you need is going to be there. And ultimately, it did turn out that way, but it was definitely challenging in the beginning because we were all trying to squeeze in and figure out how we were going to fit. And there was. We did have to get those logistics out of the way. I mean, we are human, right? We're in a physical body, so we needed room. But by the end, we were. We were a totally different group of people, and we were respecting each other and loving each other and not needing anything to go any specific way. And it all just worked out exactly as it should have. Right. It was a real community. And it, it's funny that you say that you had a lot of fear going in because of the energy moving through your body. So for me, I have studied kundalini energy in books. <laughs> you know, I've never really visually seen it. And I never really realized that I have felt it until I went to that retreat. Because how you have a lot of energy going through your body, sometimes when I would meditate, I would feel shaking and vibrations and stuff like that but there was one meditation that kind of set everything off for me and that was the kaleidoscope meditation that we did it was insane i mean the most beautiful patterns and colors and music i mean he has everything down to a science and that's when i started feeling that energy go through my body yeah yeah i like the kaleidoscope too I didn't feel as much as you did in the kaleidoscope, but I think it's because I've done kaleidoscope meditations before and I've had, you know, I've had years of of doing meditations. So you don't even need a kaleidoscope. (laughs) Sometimes the kaleidoscope comes to you. And I've had a lot of experiences in meditations where I've seen geometric patterns just come out of the blackness. And it's very, 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 what's the right word? It's very strange but because 
Dr. Joe is so good at giving you a lot of knowledge base. It's what allowed me to feel comfortable to continue doing the work because I had a lot of religious programming to get over too. So a lot of my early meditations initially were just amazing. The fact that I could meditate at all was a big deal because I'm a very analytical person. I'm always in my head. I didn't pay enough attention to my body or the way that I felt about things. I always thought about things. So being able to actually do his meditations were just, it was the best feeling I had ever had up until that point. Just being able to do it and and turn off your phone and be like, oh my God, I literally just sat for an hour and it was nothing. So having the meditations feel as good as they did and all the different things happen were great until it, until I started having my own internal kaleidoscopes. And then it gets a little scary and you think, oh my God, is, is this right? Is there something wrong happening? And I had to keep going back to the work and I had to keep studying and I had to keep listening to people's testimonials. And that's what helped me get over the fear factor of it because there's so much evidence on it. And the thing is, is it's not even just Dr. Joe's books. So many of his colleagues have books about this stuff too. And that helped immensely. So once I had the kaleidoscope, it was beautiful, like you're describing everything you're describing. I felt the same thing too, but that's not the one that I think triggered me or set me off. It was just, I had a really beautiful experience with it, but I think yours was more profound. Yours, yours, it was really like a meant for you kind of moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree because how you said, you've been doing this for years. You've been feeling this energy for years. It was very new for me. And at first it was very scary when he had people come up on stage, because he ended up saying, you know, I think some of you guys are right there, but you're not quite aware of what is happening. So you're not succumbing to it and letting it happen. So he let five of his staff members come on stage to show us what it looks like to have this kundalini energy move through your body when you hit your pineal gland. And um, seeing that, it was kind of a shock for me because I too have religious programming and just societal programming in general that when you see someone's body moving like that and convulsing around, my first thought was, and I think I even said this to you, Shannon, is how is that good on the body? That cannot be good on the body. But once yeah. they reach it, their body just completely succumbs to it. And it's like, ah, you can see this like huge radiant smile on their face. And so I was a little intrigued. Yeah, that was really important for me to see. I didn't have any fear in seeing that. I felt a kinship. I was like, thankfully, I'm not the only one. And mind you, in my mind, I knew I wasn't the only one. But the feeling of having all that energy go through you and not get like uh, something in your head that is clear, right? And I, again, I'm very analytical, so I want it to be a clear understanding. And in other meditations, I got what I felt was a clear understanding where, you know, you can call it a download if that is that works for you. But when I would do the breath, I, I, had, I had no control over the way that my body would move. And I didn't like that, you know? I like having control over my body. I'm very physically focused. And um, the people on stage, when they started moving, like that I felt like a freedom I'm like oh okay it is supposed to happen like that and I I was too involved with like doing it right you know if you remember Dr. Joe saying think of it more as a practice you know you can start and think of it as like a technique but really it's a practice it's kind of just a movement where you're trying to learn to move energy through your body and that was very helpful for me because all of that shaking all that moving around when I do the breath that's exactly what happens and as I get through different levels of brainwaves in the meditations, I'll have it happen again. And it, I, I have to surrender to it. I have to let whatever happens, happens. And it's funny because then you do, you hit those blissful moments when you just get this huge cheesy smile on your face and your body just gets really, really, really happy. And you have no idea why, you know, and, and that's the part that was hard for me. Like, what is going on? And you won't, you won't have a clear understanding you just have to start trusting your body. And that's one of the things that we've never been taught in this society, right? We've been taught to only think logically. And um, that doesn't work in the realm of emotions. Logic and emotions are meant to work together. They're not the same thing. So getting into that place of trust and letting it flow through you is where the magic starts to happen. 
Right, exactly. You're so right. Because even just this morning when I was doing the meditation before starting this, I had a moment where I was feeling my body kind of pull to the right. And I caught myself saying, what is it doing? And I said, you know what? And I have to tell myself this pretty frequently when I feel the energy moving is I don't have to understand this. I just have to let it happen because when I Absolutely. was having this shaking, I was seeing where I was shaking parts of trauma out of my body. Like I was in a car accident um, back in 2007 where I shattered my elbow and um, obviously have a lot of scarring. They had to go back into that spot three different times surgically and all this. So this arm started shaking uncontrollably and raising up and I was not doing this. And yeah. You know, once I started questioning it and I'm, I'm like, what is happening to my arm? It's almost like you said, a download will come in. And I was being shown, we're shaking this arm to get that trauma out. And I had to relive that entire experience, but I was totally emotionally disconnected from it. it it's the craziest thing. Yes, I can, I can completely relate. Yeah, I don't have any physical traumas like that. But, you know, we all, we all have traumas throughout our life on every kind of level, levels that we're aware of and of levels that we're not aware of. So when your body starts shaking and moving those things, it's because there's so much to get worked through. And I've gotten to the point now when I do my meditations, I can feel what the energy is working on. I can feel which um, chakra or energy center it might be on. I can tell right away if it's one through seven, I, I I know this stuff right away. You know, I get a lot of movement and a lot of the, the traditional movements. Like if you've watched documentaries on people who, you know, say they feel energy moving up their spine, I'm like, oh, yep, I've had that feeling too. That's the thing I like about this community, I think, is because, you know, we're all doing the same thing. And this is kind of like, I think, really healthy for those of us that were raised very religiously because you are put in such a small box with the traditional religions that that are out there right and if you are put in that box and you can only do things a certain way the second you step out of that you think it's wrong and it's like but there is so much outside of that box that you really do have to ease yourself into them according to what beliefs you're still holding so as i was letting go of these beliefs that were stored in there and again some of them are conscious and some of them are not we were programmed from the second we came out and it's like you're you're being indoctrinated right away so before you even have an analytical mind you're being indoctrinated with these beliefs and practices so a lot of it isn't even conscious and as you let it work its way through your body every little shake every little twitch every little vision every little sensation it's all to clear you you know because it's all connected to that um, loving intelligence anyhow and that's that's where that trust comes in to just follow and go with the flow right and even outside of the religion box that we're put in and the indoctrination that we get from religion before we started recording shannon and i were just talking and she was saying how she was surprised at how many men were there. And I totally relate to that because usually in my experience, and maybe it's just because everyone is a projection of me, who knows? Usually it's the woman who wakes up to this stuff first because usually women have been beaten down. We've been suppressed for a really long time. And usually we reach our breaking point a lot faster in that point in our life where we want to see this change. And men you know, will follow behind a little bit. And eventually I think everybody goes through this, but for men, it's so difficult to open themselves up emotionally because of that indoctrination of little boys don't cry and you don't show your emotions. You're here to be strong and be a warrior and be primal and aggressive. Dr. Joe's work is the exact opposite. It's all about falling into your heart and opening up yep. to love. Yeah, it's really, it was really cool. I, I was most inspired by that because so many of the people that I follow online and their documentaries that I watch and the books that they that I read, they are mostly from men, which is one of the reasons why I feel um, like we are definitely in a changing era, you know? Um, now, on the one hand, men have been leading our societies for forever, <laughs> right? I mean, there's just, that's what they do. Um, they don't allow for women to lead 
but the kind of men that I'm following are doing things that are heartfelt. And of course, they're doing it with massive amounts of intelligence, too, because these these men are just hand down. They're geniuses. They really, really, really are. But it's with this heartfelt intention. So to see so many other men getting vulnerable and and holding their partner's hands and and being supportive and walking out on a limb to do something that's embarrassing, you know, like us women, we kind of, we, we deal with that embarrassment a lot more again, because we live in a society where if your body's not perfect, you're already getting, you know, all this shame. And if you're didn't have your children the right way, and if you do, or you don't, there's constant judgment. And of course there is for men too. I would never take away from what they go through. If anything, I've realized that they suffer just as much as we do. They really do. But we are typically the ones that look to change faster than they do, just like you were saying. But at this event, there were so many of them that um, were vulnerable and, and putting their hands on their hearts and reaching to the sky and letting all this emotion out. And it was very, very inspiring, very inspiring. And it made me want to do my best as well. Right. And men, it's more like the silent suffering, where at least women are we're looked at as being emotional so it's easier for us to step into that sometimes but right definitely seeing the men and especially the ones who came up out of their wheelchairs and you know the, the one guy who um i can't remember what he ended what he was diagnosed with but he couldn't he couldn't move his body in certain ways and he definitely couldn't walk he was wheelchair bound and when he stood up out of his wheelchair and just opened his arms to his side and he had that huge smile on his face and tears streaming down, being in that energy changes you. It changes you to your core in ways that you cannot understand. Indeed. But witnessing miracles like that, and we saw them every day. It was just incredible. It was, and that's where... Even Dr. Joe says often, he's like, you know, I, he's like, I, I question myself all the time because he witnesses things that he didn't even think was possible, you know? And I'm like, dude, you, you healed your back when everybody said you were crazy and you weren't going to walk again and you still get your mind blown too. And yes, he does, because we still have ideas about what life is. Right. And the more you do this work, the more you realize it truly is a construct of our conscious mind and it works on an individual level and it works on a collective level and one of the things that I love that Dr. Joe says and other teachers I listen to too where he says it's not about the number of people or the strongest signals it's about the most coherent signal and the more in alignment you really are with your true frequency the more you're able to create and I mean Dr. Joe is such a good example of that but then being able to watch these people heal themselves, you know, like the guy with MS that hadn't stood up since 2016. Like he's like, I haven't stood up since 2016 and look at me. And he stands up and we all go crazy. <laughs> We're all screaming. Like I remember just screaming and crying and whistling and being like, can you imagine? Like, that's the thing. We might have things that we have to heal, but his trauma is so deep that his physical body is shutting down on him. And here he is, a man crying in front of us. And, you know, he got so choked up. Remember, he handed the mic back to Joe. He, he He's like, I can't, I can't anymore. Because he didn't want to break down and cry in front of us. And it was like, we just sent him so much love and so much energy because we're literally watching people do things right before our eyes that they're not supposed to do. And again, religiously, we believe that miracles can happen, but it can only be under a specific context, Right. Here right. we are doing it all together. Right. And it has to happen outside of you. He was the guy at our retreat that showed the power of one that Dr. Joe talks about. It takes the power yes. of one, that one person that steps out of their wheelchair and takes those steps when they haven't walked in over a decade. And everybody feels that energy and they start believing, well, if he can do it, maybe I can do it too. So it's almost yes. like a waterfall effect. It is a waterfall effect. That's perfect. That's exactly what it is. It's this, and it also allows you to trust what you feel and not have to back it up with what you know. Just like what you were saying before about like, you know, it is, it's that letting go and saying, okay, I, I trust this. I trust this on a, a higher level or a deeper level or whatever human word you want to put there where you genuinely start to say, 
okay, something is going on. And that's the thing for us women. We feel things so much and we don't listen. We are designed to be tuned into that a little bit more. That's what gives us the masculine and feminine energy while we're here on this planet. And we are really waking up to that. And again, of course, men too, all of us, but that thing where you're like, you feel this, but you you can't explain it. You don't know what to do. And you know, you should this, or you know, you should that, but you don't because you deny what you're really thinking or what you're really feeling. And again, that's why I love what Dr. Joe, when he describes his own healing, Everyone's telling him, do this. And he went to four different top surgeons and all his friends and family saying, listen, you really need to do this. And he just had this thing like, no, the power that creates the body can heal the body. And he listened to that internal voice and he didn't have somebody like himself <laughs> to lead the way, right? He's leading us. But he, I mean, he had done a lot of, a lot of education in that regard and he believed it deep down, but it was that higher love that was giving him that guidance and we all have that we just need to really tap into it and being immersed in other people who are trying their best to tap into it is one of the best things you're feeling the energy from all those people and then on top of it you're getting the most advanced science that's available right now i mean literally they're like okay this is all brand new stuff please don't take pictures because we need to get it all under peer review before we can publish it so please respect our privacy rights as we get this all peer reviewed and do the proper scientific procedures so that we can get this released to the public with full integrity. I mean, how can you not love that? Exactly. And he has everything so meticulously done and he leaves no room for error. There's, there's no question with what you were saying about how Dr. Joe healed his own spine and all these people were telling him, you know, you need to get surgery, you need to do this and that. And he just knew that this power that created him could heal his body. He yeah, also yeah. says in his books, and I love that he says this, that he went through many dark nights of the soul during this process. So everybody that tells me when they're telling me about their problems and all these things in their life, and I always say, have you tried meditating? Everybody says, no, I can't meditate. My brain is too crazy. I can't sit down. Whatever excuse you have, my debilitating disease, my pain, my sorrow, whatever. At this retreat, Dr. Joe proves all of that wrong. There is no excuse that keeps you from being able to heal yourself. Every single one of us has this ability inside of us. And once you move that energy up and you hit that pineal gland, you release natural morphine in your body. You release natural psilocybin that's found in mushrooms. We make all mm -hmm. this naturally. We're all capable of it. And imagine how much pain he was in sitting there meditating mm -hmm. you know yeah I, no, he says he was face down on his bed for weeks like he literally said he's he was face down he literally had he had a lot of dark nights of the soul and it's not even just in regards to that specific healing he's had dark nights of the soul as he traditioned into who he is right now you know because he started talking about what he's doing and he went around the world and and started meeting other people who had done the same thing so when he started putting it in books or different um, publications or different documentaries, the scientific community came after him. And he, at one point, had decided, I don't know if I should do this anymore. And he had to have some, you know, like you said, he had to have a, more <laughs> Dark Nights of the Soul and say, no, 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 this is what I'm meant to do. And even though I'm being shunned and ridiculed in my community, it wasn't enough to stop him from following his heart. Right, and now look at him. I mean, he's bringing miracles to thousands of people. Yeah, it's quite amazing. And being able to witness it and be a part of it, get science and understand your own body. Um, that was one of the things that I was extremely thankful for because I did struggle the first few days at this retreat. And my struggle was that I felt like I, I couldn't fully let go because there was a lot of like the, the room is, is huge, <laughs> but there was almost 2000 people in there. So fitting everyone and, and feeling fully comfortable being able to let go I struggled with and I also felt like I wasn't learning anything new the first um you know the first day's registration and then that first day of actual full lecture it was all stuff I had heard before and mind you when I say I've heard it before it's not just that I read it once a long time ago I've read 
three of his four books and the most recent one, Becoming Supernatural, I reread all the time. Um, I'll have it on audio. I'll listen to my favorite chapters over and over again. I've listened to every interview I can find. I have watched every documentary I can find. I can tell you how Dr. Joe transitioned. He used to talk a little bit differently. The way he speaks now is even more, more integrity-based. He's so sure to say precise in his word. It kind of reminds me of like the four agreements with um, Don Miguel Ruiz, where he's like, be impeccable with your word. That's Dr. Joe. He is the example of being impeccable with your word. Like he doesn't slip up. He doesn't make any mistakes. And that is something that I had really seen from him. I had seen so much. So I didn't really feel like I got anything new until that third day. And then by then you and I had already connected pretty hard. So that day I was really happy because I felt myself crack open. So it took me three days before I felt like I was there. Like I, I went through a little bit of a dark night of the soul just being there. Like I, you know, I said to you before, I woke up that third morning and I'm like, oh, maybe I should just sleep in, you know, like I'm not gonna learn anything new and I'm not even getting anything out of these meditations. I already, you know, this has been there, done that. And I had this little woe is me thing going on. It was very rough, but it's funny because as I was having these thoughts, I mean, I still had my alarm, my alarm still went off. And I'm laying there thinking, and as I'm thinking and having this pity party, my body just gets up and starts brushing my teeth and it started doing my hair and I started putting on my mascara and I started, you know, doing your morning makeup routine. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going. And I wasn't even like conscious saying like, okay, come on, get up and do this. You know, you got to go, you got to go. It was just this thing inside of me that was moving for me. And I realized, you know, I'm like, I'm getting up and I'm going because at that point I still had to get up and drive to the convention. So, you know, before I knew I'm in the car and I'm like, wow, like I didn't come out here. I didn't spay, spend all this money to punk out. You know, I came here to do this and my body was driving the car for me. You know, I was like, I'm doing this no matter what. And then that was the day where I really started learning something new. I think that was the day that Dr. Patel first got on. And oh my God, that's when I was starting to get my mind blown. And I love getting my mind blown because when we can prove it to our little human minds, we love that. We love getting our minds blown because, you know, that's how we're programmed. We're programmed to believe in our heads more than our hearts. So Dr. Joe knows that. He knows we need to have the knowledge first and then our hearts can follow uh, not all of us some some women are so and even men but mostly women some women are so good they don't need it they just hear a little bit and they just tap in with their hearts and they've had these miracles happen you know when you start listening to those testimonials they're amazing but i was one that needed it to make sense in my head first and oof, once i had that i i was off and running you couldn't hold me back at that point yeah. And I went through kind of the same process where I went through my own dark night of the soul because I was having realizations coming in left and right of unhealthy patterns that I've held throughout my life. And it showed me where they come from, who they come from, what situation they come from. And then it made it very clear to me that I needed to set some boundaries when I came back home. And we never know how that's going to go. So it's, it's a continual process, but since being back, my entire life has shifted. My relationships are shifting. I'm seeing so much more love and abundance in my life. It's incredible. It is. Yeah. I've had some changes when I came back to realizing that, and again, we've talked about this, but we went hard at this, at this retreat. I mean, we went, we went really hard. I, you know, in my life before, you know, you, you, you believe the excuses in your, in your body and in your head where you're like, I'm too tired today because, 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 and I don't feel good today because, 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 and it doesn't mean that those becauses aren't valid, but you're still choosing to prioritize them over your true health and well-being. And that's hard. That's hard. You have to step up and truly say, yes, all these things are hard, but if I don't address them to whatever level, I'm not gonna really be happy. And that's what this event really did for me because, and you had to get up even a touch earlier than I did, but I was up at 5 a.m. so that I could be at that retreat event center by 5.30. And we did not stop the first two days, almost until eight o'clock at night, we were, it was like 7.30ish, somewhere around there. And then 
I think that third day he gave us a little bit of a break. I can't remember exactly, but I want to say it was between six and seven that time. But every day we were up at five and did not stop until around 7 p.m. And that's just the, the rough estimate, right? Because some were a little longer, some were a little shorter. And all day, yes, we had our breaks. And yes, we were able to stop and get food and go out and get some sunshine. But then we were right back in. And, and that's the thing that I got to see showing me what I'm capable of. When I am doing something that lifts me up, I can go all day long. You know, it's like Courtney makes me think of Captain America, you know, and he's like, I could do this all day because you believe in what you're doing. And that kind of inspiration and literally it's inspiration. You are inspired in spirit doing what you really are meant to do. Right. And that was the thing that I knew I needed to shift when I got home. And I'm like, if I keep making excuses and don't prioritize this, I'm not going to be able to accomplish the things that I want to. If I can be that studious, that alert, that attentive, that participating all day long, then why don't I do that when I'm at home? I just disconnect. I shut down. I get into pity parties. But here, you are just invested. You are going for it. And that's one of the things that I've tried to maintain when I got back. You know, it's 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 definitely the setting the boundaries and it's definitely starting to speak your truth more. But it's that internal processing that says, what do I really want? Because you realize you're capable of so much more when you are putting your energy towards the things that you want. And of course, there's limitations on all of that because we are in 3D reality. But we saw that when you put your energy there, the quantum is going to spit things out at you that you never thought were possible. And yeah, it comes down to belief and trust and surrender. But again, that's why you go back to the science, keep listening to the new proof that's out there and being repeatedly shown, right? It's not just, oh, this one time, this thing was really great. It is repeated evidence. And you start to say, okay, so then what am I waiting for? Right, exactly. And with you saying you realize that you're capable of so much more. We can't talk about the Joe Dispenza retreat without mentioning the coherence healings. During these <laughs> coherence healings, the amount of power that is in that one room is palpable. You can feel it through every cell in your body. Everybody is pumped up. They're in their heart space. And during these coherence healings, we have all 2,000 people in this one main room, and he kind of gets the healies. There are healies, certain people that are picked in our group that are in the middle of what he calls cages. And it's kind of a, I think it was eight of us in a group and a healy in the middle. And when they would open the doors after he was done prepping the healies with their meditation and getting them into their space, because there were children in this group that were being healed, people of terminal illnesses, all sorts of things. When yes. they open the doors for us to go in, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it was like being hit in the face with a huge burst of love. <laughs> Yeah. And you're more sensitive than I am. So I'm sure for you, it must have been really something else. Oh my God. It was intense. And I I was shaking. My hands were like shaking on my chest when I was trying to put my hands on my heart. I had scratches on my chest because they wanted to get to my Healy. It's like I was already locked into their energy. And in one of these coherence healings, we were walking in and we walked right past Dr. Joe and just being in his, being in his energy at this retreat is one thing. Okay. You always can feel his energy, but to be within inches of him is a whole different thing. I mean, he is magnetic. Yeah. That's yeah. the best word I can use. Yeah. It's something that um, that I feel very, very, very privileged to be around. And it's one, yes, his presence. And me, um, I, I'm a personal trainer. Physical movement is is what I do. And I, I have um, it's very easy for me to mimic movements and understand movements. And if movements aren't going the right way, I know how to adjust or correct or or help to coach people through how to figure out these movements themselves, um, to do things to the best of their ability when it comes to their body. But 
I've never seen somebody that moves the way that he does. It's like he's always aware of his body, right? Like, I mean, think about your day when you're just moving and you're not paying attention to how you're moving at all. A silly example, but one that I notice because I just notice things a lot when it comes to physical bodies. But like when I go up the stairs, I I'm very light on my feet. Like I don't make a sound when I go up the stairs and mind you, I'm five, eight, you know, like I'm a tall female. And when I have friends who are half my size and I'll hear them going boom, 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 boom up the stairs, just because they're, they're so heavy footed. They're not aware of what they're doing to their body. Where for me, I move consciously in that regard and I can't help it. It's genuinely my personality. I love, I love physicality. I love sports and I, I land softly. I pay attention to my joints. I just, I stand up tall. Like I just, I'm aware of those kinds of things um, because it's my passion and it's my practice. So as I'm looking at Joe, he is always aware. <laughs> like the way that he moves, he's just conscious of everything. And I, I get out of my awareness when I'm doing something that's hard for me, right? Like I am not a good cook. <laughs> so when I'm in the kitchen, I break things, I make messes and I'm like, why can't I be aware here? Like I can't do it. It's so funny. And then watching him you know, in my walking meditation and I, I was holding on to a little tree and getting deep into that meditation and feeling as much as I could feel and being focused. And man, was I feeling good. I'm like, we are all doing this. We're doing this together. This is the best thing. You can feel that energy. And it was that foggy, misty morning. So it was just beautiful. And I opened my eyes and there's Joe standing right there. I was up the hill slightly and he was down in the road and I looked right at him and he's looking at everybody. He looked right at me. He kept kept it moving. He just, he has this presence. And the thing that I loved the most is he is doing this with us. He doesn't stop and go take a nap while we're doing the work. He's not off having a sip of coffee with his friends and, and figuring things out with his workers. He's with us. He is doing this just as much as we are. And He's there to support us, you know, like remember him saying, hey, if you're doing the breath and you're not doing it right and you want to, uh, 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 you know, he's being all silly. If you're not doing it, I'm going to come over. And if you feel somebody kicking you, that's me. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> right. It's one of my assistants and they're making sure you're doing the work. I mean, he's involved. He's a participant in this. And that gives you a jolt of energy, too, let alone the fact that this man has an energy bubble nine meters wide that you just get in his presence and you feel better. But when you watch him and you realize that he is working too, mm, it's different. It's different. Right. And he always has so much support set up for you. Like he has a whole thing going. He has a whole team of people that are all just as loving and kind as he is. It is literally the best environment I've ever been in. It was amazing. Yeah, same. I, I I love that I was able to be there and I love that I can reference back to that emotion and everything that I went through and, and dipping back into it, being able to talk about it, keeping that energy alive, you know, staying connected on the um, social media websites to stay in contact with the, the people that were there. It's, you know, and I, I remember we said this before too. I mean, we had to spend thousands of dollars to make this happen and by the end of it you and I were both saying we would have easily paid double this to get here like straight up you know your life is never going to be the same after this as long as you choose to apply it and there's that you can't put a price on that you can't put a price on that right that self-investment it's worth it every time exactly and Shannon I love that you brought up the people that you meet and the relationships outside of the retreat, because obviously you and I connected, we connected for a reason. And when we're together, the energy is undeniable. Mm -hmm. uh, so Shannon and I have decided to start our own YouTube book club. That we're super excited about um, yes. going to talk about Dr. Joe's books and what we're doing to integrate the information into our lives. Yes, because there's so much information that Dr. Joe has on documentaries and interviews and obviously his books, and they are so inspiring. One of the best things for me, though, is the testimonies. I love watching people's testimonials on his YouTube channel because you get to hear it from other people who are in the same situation as you or worse. 
So we decided that it would be really helpful to start reading his books chapter by chapter and discuss what our understanding is of those chapters and how we're applying it and the things that resonate really well or maybe the things that we're having a hard time with. But just creating, again, more community around this work that is allowing people to move in the direction that they really want to move in their lives. And we want to be able to share basically our own testimonial via a book club and really be about what we we are learning. It's it's one thing to walk the walk. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot, but right now we have to walk that walk. Right, exactly. And I think that the Dr. Joe Dispenza community is huge. And when you do this work, when you come back home, it's almost like being hit by a bus because you have mm-hmm. to go from that high level of energy back to real life. Cause it's almost like you're living in a dream state the whole week you're there. You, are. you really are. And we were feeling that energy all throughout the week of being there. And it took a whole other week for it to come out. Remember we were both saying like, we felt like we were like, on an airplane still or on an elevator. And that lasted the entire week that we were there. And then it took me a whole nother week and maybe a few days to get it to go away where you literally just suddenly feel like the earth shifted beneath you. It's such an unusual sensation. It is. And I know that there has to be a lot of other people experiencing this. So I think it's neat that we can do the book club. We can talk about the information in the book, but we can also talk about what we're experiencing and what we're going through in our own dark nights of the soul to mm-hmm. help people understand that this is a normal part of the process. Right. You don't have to be perfect. You just got to do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you to Shannon for coming on here and sharing her side of everything. I've, you know, I've heard Kat's side and it's just been interesting to hear the two of you discuss everything. And I hope one day that maybe I'll get to join you guys at one of these retreats and get to experience that um, love that you guys spoke about. Hell yeah. It's amazing. It's so much fun. I mean, and that's the thing too. I like if, imagine if we could get a group together and like go as a group. I mean, I would, I would be like, I think I'd be on a next level giddy. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, yay. We would learn so much about each other. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, like women, women are so good at helping women when we get a chance to just be together and we don't have the, the, the mom burdens and you still have to be a perfect mom and you still have to be a perfect employee and getting to put all that down and just go somewhere and just be, Oh my God. It's, it's the, best thing ever. And you, you do, you get to look at yourself in a different way and feel the support of, of women that just care about each other. And that's the thing, you know, like at this event, you know, I met so many women, I didn't know anything about them. And you're just having these amazing connections and these weird synchronicities, right? Like, I mean, you and I, Kat, we, we hit, we hit it off in a very deep way, but I had a lot of women there that I just had these little conversations with. And I'm like, what you're into that too. And you like this too. And it was just these deep, amazing connections. And some of them were fleeting, but they were real. It's like, I'll never forget these women. You know what I mean? Like they, they were so special and it was just a brief happenstance thing, but it's, it's, that's the magic that we can learn to tap into and carry it with us no matter where we go. I'm excited for season two to see what other guests will be on here. Yeah. I'm excited too. So Thank you, Shannon, so much for being on our show. You're amazing. We love you. We're so honored. Girl, anytime. First anytime. <laughs> Shannon is going to close out her part of the podcast by talking a little bit about the walk for the world walking meditation that Dr. Joe has coming up. Yes. So the walking meditations are one of the most powerful tools that Dr. Joe offers because it's one thing to learn how to meditate. That is a a feat in itself. But once you get good at it, taking it out and learning to walk as it, whatever that it is for you, becoming who you really want to be and embodying the way that it feels out in the world, being conscious of your body and the way that you feel, channeling the energy inside of you to move through this reality as the person you really want to be, who you really are. That is one of the best tools to really start using to activate within yourself the truth of who you really are and who you can be. So he has organized a walking meditation for the globe 
on the 23rd of September. So you can go to drjodespenza.com and you can register for Walk for the World. There is going to be a meditation that he is literally in the process of making right now. He's getting it edited and putting music together. He's really trying to make this as special as he can for this particular event. And you can go on, you can join groups, you can do it alone. It's entirely up to you. But September 23rd, a global walk for the world meditation. Kat and I will definitely be doing it. And we really, really, really would love to see as many people there as possible. From what I understand right now, there's about 46,000 people who have registered to do this meditation. So this could be one of the most coherent healing meditations we've had for the world possibly ever. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes, the energy is going to be amazing that day. All right, everyone. Well, that is it for episode one of season two. We are so excited for the rest of the season. We are going to be welcoming in more guests. We're going to talk about bigger topics and go diving deeper into healing. We have updated our website, vibingconsciouslypodcast.com. We've added a blog so that you can keep up with what we're doing in real time processes that we're going through and we're also going to try to involve some more visual components where you can see the notes that we've taken and things that we think that will help you visually understand the information that we're putting out because we know that everyone learns differently we're evolving and growing not only as people and as friends but also in the podcast if at any point you have anything that you would like to discuss or you would like to get some more information about what we're talking about, please feel free to reach out to us via our website or social media. We're on Instagram at Vibing Consciously Podcast and Twitter at V Consciously. We hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and we will talk to you next time. Yeah, make it magical. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us on this journey to self-discovery and healing. We hope the discussions and the practices we've shared have helped you to raise your vibration and find more peace and balance in your life. Don't forget to be kind to yourself, listen to your body, and trust the process. Make sure to visit our website at vibingconsciouslypodcast.com where you'll find links to listen to our newest episodes, subscribe to our newsletter, and find out where you can find us on social media. If you have a topic that you'd like to be featured on Vibing Consciously or you'd like to be featured as a guest, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Keep up the great work. And remember, if you're feeling, you're healing. Until next time, keep shining your light and spreading your love wherever you go. Namaste.